absolute power corrupts absolutely. everybody how you doing uh welcome once again to the master plan i am jt aka the master and welcome to my house the number to call in is 347-637-3220 i'll say that again it's 347-637-3220 the place to be if you want to talk to jt on the master plan and that would be quite naturally me we had a great show in store for you again to you today. We're going to be talking about fantasy football. This is the time of year, uh, especially this part of August and going up until the last week of the fantasy football season. Nothing but fantasy on Sunday. Some things may jump in if it's you know extremely important, but we'll be here at 10 a.m. every Sunday. Preseason, we talk about our rankings. When the regular season starts, uh, I'm, I'm giving you uh, uh, tips on players to pick up, um, and uh, uh, hopefully you, you pick up those players during the season, and it helps you uh, get a win over your opponent on a weekly basis. We've come up with some gems, and Believe me, this year is not going to be any different. I'm telling you, it's not going to be. In fact, I hopefully it's going to be even better. Let me put it that way. Got a chat room sitting out there. If you'd like to jump in that chat room, with all due respect, it's on you. It's sitting there. You have a question, a comment, a statement, put it in there. And I'm looking at it as we speak. And, and I'll address any of your issues or comments or a statement that you make. Believe me, I'm here to help you, um, and, and this is not this is a labor of love. I do love fantasy football. I do love fantasy uh, um, football. I do love fantasy football. I'll say that three times. Let me get uh, this out of the way. Not that it, it's not important, but it is. One year ago today, um, one of my lovely nieces tied the knot with a hell of a guy. And I just want to wish them a happy anniversary. They uh, um, have been married for one whole year. And uh, just wish them nothing but the best in the up and coming years. All right. And I know she's having a birthday. I think I do believe it's tomorrow, if I'm not mistaken. So I want to wish her a happy uh, early birthday. Um I'd be doing it also on her birthday, but um, talking about my one of my nieces, uh, especially the one that, like I said, is having an uh, anniversary today. 
Uh, and it's just ironic that her birthday is the day after she she uh, t- got married for the first time. So it is what it is. Okay. All right. Let's get down to business. Previous weeks. Uh, well, I should say the previous past week, I hit the quarterbacks and hit the wide receivers. Well, I'm giving you just another option that the quarterback throws to, which is a tight end, which is there are a lot of tight ends, a lot of tight ends to go through. And my suggestion to you, unless you're looking for uh, a top three or four tight end, you can wait on a tight end just like you can wait on a quarterback. and get a viable tight end and not worry about um, him getting consistent production because the, um, especially in the top 10, the tight ends that I have on my list will get consistent production and should get consistent uh, numbers being that the offense that they're in, the quarterback that's throwing to them, and their ability of the tight end itself. Three of those combinations, um, you should be able to get within the top ten at least, and maybe even further than that, a consistent tight end. Oh, I should say a tight end that's going to give you consistent production in fantasy. All right? Remember, know your settings. Do your research. Rotoworld.com, thehuddle.com. Go to the major sites, ESPN, NFL, and CBSSportsLine.com. And uh, look at their uh, rankings. There's some other ones out there that you may want to look at. Uh, I'm just trying to throw, throw them out there for you so uh, you get an idea of the plethora of fantasy um, information you can get out there. Uh, there's another one called uh, fantasyfootballstarters.com. There's another one called, um, uh, what is it now? It's, uh, what the heck is it? It is called... Um, profootballtalk.com uh, Yahoo, I'm sorry, I forgot you either say yahoo.com They, they have uh, um, possibly some um, fantasy advice that, that uh, you can use uh, I'm trying to think of the, the guy's name that is a um, bear with me, people. In fact, let me do this. I'm gonna take a short break and uh, come back, and I'll give you that name uh, uh, of the site that I want. One of the other sites I want you to talk talk to. Uh, let me uh, go here. 
Thursday night is the right time to kick back and listen to the FSP Crew Show as they break down the weekend sports and prepare you for Thursday night football. 8 p.m. Eastern, just before the game starts. Jerry the Master Taylor hosts the show with Jeff the Joker Goldberg and Mike the Bookie Monster Wright. The three gentlemen debate and discuss a little bit of this, a little bit of that, a little bit of everything on the FSP Crew Show every Thursday night on blogtalkradio.com forward slash V-I-C-H-B-K, 8 p.m. Eastern. You can listen at spotonradio.webs.com after the show as it streams 24-7, 365. And listen to other informative programs as well. Information, motivation, variety. Victor Gardner began the fantasy sports and politics brand with the idea of combining two of his passions into a radio show. He then learned that politics were 95% of sports. When you tune into the Fantasy Sports and Politics show every Saturday at 1 p.m. Eastern, Mr. FSP himself, Vic Gardner, and Jerry the Master Taylor will go over the weekend sports, prep you for your upcoming fantasy games, and spark a debate politicians would love to hear. That's the FSP show every Saturday at 1 p.m. on blogtalkradio.com forward slash B-I-C-H-B-K. You can listen at spotonradio.web.com after the show as it streams 24-7, 365. For other informative programs as well, information, motivation, variety. All right, people, I'm back. And like I said, we're talking... Uh, fantasy football, and quite naturally, we are talking about uh, tight ends. And uh, Hattie, let me let me spell this out because I, I got the got the name, and I can't I couldn't believe I couldn't remember this guy because um, I've been following him for years. He's not bad. Um, he's not bad, uh, but. I'm giving, you know, I don't go to the site that often, if if at all. But um, for those that are just getting into it, you you have a thirst for knowledge. Now you can get overknowledged, if that's a word. But um, the more knowledge you get, you can for for yourself, you can decipher what what's good and what's bad for you. Hattie H A T T Y Waiver Wire Guru. Dot com. Um, he's a very, very young guy, um, and he's been doing this for a few years now. And uh, check him out. I'm, I'm giving him a free plug. What can I tell you? Uh, but uh, check him out. Anyway, let's let's go on to to the real crux of what we're talking about t- today, and that's tight ends. Where where's Gronk going to end up? Is Greg Olson uh, up, up there? How about Travis Kelsey, Kyle Rudolph, uh, Eric Ebron? I'm just throwing some names out there, not necessarily in that order. I'm just throwing them out there for you. Well, that's why uh, I'm here, because I'm going to talk about the tight ends. And there could be emergence of some other tight ends, uh, depending on injury. So some of these, uh, I got about five of, of, the, of the top 25 
on my list that are injury risks, either coming back from injury or are dealing with present injuries or have a tendency to get nicked up during the NFL season. One of them is high. One of them is in the middle. And one of them, I guess two of them about in the, three of them about in the middle. One's near the bottom of the list. But without further ado, let's start with a, a guy with a, a lot of upside. But he's got a superstar that he's playing with. Uh, it, and it happens to be a tight end. Um, but he, he just new to the team, got a lot of, I shouldn't say a lot of mouth, but he also has a lot of ability. Very outspoken, him and his brother. Uh, they're very outspoken. They both play in the NFL. One plays uh, on the East Coast now, and the other one plays on the West Coast. Uh, I'm talking about Martellus Bennett. Uh, very athletic tight end. Uh, can do it all, can block, uh, and definitely catch the ball. That's one of the reasons why uh, the um, Patriots uh, did get him. Uh, I, I, I look for Martellus Bennett to get a lot of work uh, in this offense. Uh, I talked about this several years ago uh, when Aaron Hernandez and Ron Gronkowski were um, on the team. Gronkowski is no longer there. You know where Aaron Hernandez is now. And how unique that offense was and how they used that uh, model of dual tight ends and how dynamic that offense was throwing the two Tom Brady throwing the two tight ends at the time, uh, how, how difficult it was dealing with that offense short shortage, which is nothing new shortage of, um, outside receivers. I think the Patriots are going back. Uh, excuse me. Uh, I think the Patriots are going back to that model of viewing dual tight ends because they had an opportunity to get a, tight end, maybe not at, as quick and as athletic as Aaron Hernandez, but someone very close to the skill set uh, and very capable of um, being a, I wouldn't say equal, but being a very capable tight end on the other side of, of the formation of the New England, New England Patriots offense. Quite naturally, he was, he's been outspoken. And uh, John Fox and the Bears decided last year that uh, they weren't going to um, deal with him anymore. So he, he, he often went and signed with the Patriots. 6'6", six, 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 273 pounds of man. Like I said, he's an excellent blocker. For you know, getting into the running game, and he's an extremely good receiver. Now, just imagine this: whether they line up on the same side, or they wind up on on opposite sides of the formation on the offense, it's a matchup nightmare to be able to deal with Gronk on one side and Martellus on a on the other. That's criminal. Played in 11 games last year. Had 80 targets, 53 catches, 439 yards, which that'll go up. And three touchdowns. That'll definitely go up. Last uh, 2014 was his best year. 
where he had 128 targets, 90 receptions, and 916 uh, yards. He's a hell of a viable target for Tom Brady. I have him at number 25, and he can easily move up the ladder. He can easily move up the ladder in this. All right, let's move on to number 24. Guy can also easily move up. Uh, he only He's only played one year. Uh, he only had 329 yards total. Uh, he had three touchdowns, just about as much as uh, uh, Martellus Bennett, with uh, th- 30 less targets, had 50 targets, 28 receptions. But if if uh, uh, it's been a while since the uh, Raiders had a tight end that could be relevant in fantasy, but there's an opportunity for someone to get onto the fantasy radar. It has to be Clive out Walford, not Alfred, Walford. Most time, I mean, most of the time, rookie tight ends don't do well. But I think, uh, Because uh, they're trying to find their way, um, and if depending on what type of tight end he is, whether he's a co- combination of a blocking and receiving tight end, it, 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 that's a lot on his plate. If he's just a receiving a tight end, that's still a lot on his plate. He's a rookie trying to find his way, trying to get chemistry with his quarterback, who it, it, who happens to be Derek Carr. Uh, and trying to be consistent and have a consistent role in the offense. But I think Clive Walford, they, they wanted him to get more involved in the offense because they saw the ability. I'm not saying that he's going to be a world breaker, a world beater. Uh, I'm saying he's going to be about 40 or 50 catches, about five, about 500 yards, somewhere around there. Um, probably the same, the same amount of touchdowns. Uh, about five, four, five, six around there in in, in, uh, um, in that range. So I'm thinking that he'll be effective, but uh, he won't be a top tier um, tight end. I'm thinking he he could be easily be a bye week filling, and it has to be a certain bye week that's favorable. For for a tight end, like uh, going up against the New Orleans Saints, or you're going up against maybe the um, I'm trying to think who what other team was vulnerable, uh, or the Seattle Seahawks, believe it or not, were vulnerable against the tight end. Somebody, something you want to put Clive Walford in there, and, and your starting tight end is not uh, is in a bye week. You would look for t- him. Walford, if he's not on your roster on the waiver wire, and grab him for if you're going against against a team that is weak against a tight end, like I just gave you two examples, the um, the Giants. Giants were another team last year that were weak against the tight end. Um, the Seattle Seahawks were definitely weak against a tight end, believe it or not. And uh, uh, grab Walford in there and. 
take a shot. It's only for one week. As long as your starting tight end is not hurt, he's going back in there after the bye week. Walford could be one of those guys. I have him at number uh, – all right, let's move on to uh, somebody that is a – he has to stay healthy. This guy has to stay healthy. I'm talking about a guy from, that's in Minnesota. He's got to stay healthy. Uh, last year was the first year in about two years, going back to 2012, where he paid, played a full season. And with that full season, he had 73 targets, 49 catches, uh, 495 yards and five touchdowns. Teddy Bridgewater likes thrown to him. Teddy Bridgewater missed a check down for, for a lot of last year. They're trying to get Teddy to stretch the field and throw the ball more downfield with the uh, options he has now on Stephon Diggs, Charles Johnson, and rookie Laquan Treadwell. But he still likes young quarterbacks, and I keep on saying this. You have a young quarterback, whether he's a rookie or a second, third-year player, that gets into a habit or um, doesn't want to make a lot of mistakes. And Teddy Bridgewater is one of those that doesn't like to make a lot of mistakes. Quite naturally, no quarterback likes to make a lot of mistakes. But uh, And the safe bet is to throw to the tight end. Short throw, safe throw most of the time in the middle of the field. You can see him. He can be your bailout or just, you know, you look downfield. You don't see anything on either side of the field. Your tight end is in, in, uh, in between the numbers, and you can hit your tight end. And it's a safe throw. Kyle Rudolph is one of those guys. As long as he stays healthy, he's got to stay healthy. And North Turner offense with the quarterback that's a capable quarterback should be able to involve the tight end effectively again a week out. That's why I have, I have Kyle Rudolph. All right, let's move up to uh, another uh, offense that's going to use the tight end more, uh, I do believe. He's coming off a rookie season uh, where he, had, he played in 13 games, was a little nicked up when he played in 13 games, had 62 targets, 42 um, receptions, for 464 yards and three touchdowns. Uh, I see him doing about um, – half a dozen more, about 50 catches, um, over 500 yards in this uh, um, Ben McAdoo offense. Eli likes to check down to the tight end. He likes to take his shots, but he's not afraid if he knows that he has a reliable uh, uh, receiver in a tight end, he'll give it to the uh, tight end. And and, uh, about four, five, six touchdowns. This offense is going to be a high-tempo offense. This offense, I'm talking about the Giants, are going to be throwing the football effectively, and and um, they should be able to uh, get the ball to Will, Will Ty, not a starter, by week filling, backup tight end. Got a call on the line. Let me bring him in and see what he's got to say. Caller from the 619, welcome to the master plan. You're talking to the master JT. What's up? Oh, not much, man. You there? I am here. Yeah, uh, no, I was just uh, checking out, you know, just uh, I, I try to support, uh, you know, uh, as many guys as I can. And, you know, Sunday morning, I'm just, football season's back. So, uh, hey, uh, I just thought I'd tune in and, uh, you know, uh, 
when uh, you start talking about, uh, you know, the AFC North and some of the tight ends up there and, and possibly the AFC West, uh, uh, I'll probably have a few uh, questions or comments for you. Okay, no problem. When I get to one of them, uh, which I, I should – let me see my list what, where, how soon I'm going to get to one of them. Uh, when I get to one of them, um, I will definitely uh, give uh, NFC West, AFC West. Is that what you're talking about? So uh, AFC North and AFC West. AFC North and West. Okay. Um, uh, we'll be there very shortly. In fact, in fact, this guy happened to be on the Saints last year, uh, had an extremely good season, was targeted 110 times, had 74 receptions, had his best year ever as a pro being a tight end, uh, 825 yards and, and scored a, 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 his career high in six touchdowns. He moved on to a team that really, really needs him, and, and, and a quarterback that likes throwing to the tight end. I'm talking about Ben Watson, uh, formerly of the New Orleans Saints, formerly of the New England Patriots, and now he is a member of the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, they do have Dennis Pil- uh, Pitta and, and Crockett Gilmore. Pitta is, is, is extremely fragile, tight end. Ben Watson is a, uh, a, a wily veteran that's been around quite a bit uh, and, and is a, a very capable tight end uh, and, and can play both ways. I'm talking about in the run game and also quite naturally in the pass game. Uh, I like Ben Watson for my number 21. What's your thoughts, my man, on Ben Watson? Uh, yeah, I think number 21 is probably very appropriate for Ben Watson. Uh, you know, like you say, he's getting a little long in the tooth. Uh, but, uh, you know, Dennis Pitta is uh, also brittle. And, uh, you know, but, but uh, you know, I, I think – one of the biggest things for the Ravens, uh, you know, is what is, uh, you know, exactly is going to happen with that offensive line. And mm-hmm. like you say, I mean, uh, Watson uh, is, is a two-way player. Uh, not only does he contribute to uh, the run game, but, uh, you know, and, and I think he's a better blocker than Pitta. Uh, it just depends on whether or not uh, Pitta is going to stay healthy and how much you're going to get from Joe Flacco. But it's a good acquisition for the Ravens. Uh, you know, uh, being a Steeler fan, uh, you know, I mean, uh, you know, it's it's, it, it's kind of hard to say anything good about anybody in the AFC North. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but uh, Dennis, I mean, uh, uh, Watson is, is a very good uh, uh, acquisition for them, but uh, I still don't see them coming uh, any higher than third, possibly uh, in the AFC North. Well, I, I agree with you. Uh, I, they're, they're, uh, Baltimore is one of these teams that is, is in sore need of um, pass catchers, uh, and, and consistent pass catchers. And, and Joe Flacco, being Joe Flacco, and since he's been in the league, since he's been a starting quarterback, really likes throwing to his tight end. Um, they got Mark Tressman in the, in, 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 as the offensive coordinator. And he likes it to use a tight end a lot too. So I expect Ben Watson, if he's a starting tight end, to have an extremely good year. But the team as a whole, I agree with you. I don't think they're they're um, playoff contenders uh, whatsoever. Anyway, let's move on to uh, another guy. This guy 
had uh, it's been in model consistency for the last two seasons, three seasons really. Uh, 2013, it had 103 targets with 69 catches. 2014, it had, uh, excuse me, 84 targets, uh, 58 catches. He moved on from uh, uh, Miami, where he, and then he went to the Buffalo, where he played in 13 games, had 78 catches, 51, 51 grabs. Uh, the last three years, he scored six touchdowns, three touchdowns, three touchdowns. Um, he's got a young quarterback who just signed a big contract, and Tyrod Taylor. Uh, Tyrod Taylor is a quarterback with a big arm, but he likes throwing to his tight end uh, if there's nothing available uh, down the field quite naturally. And um, Charles Clegg is a, a very good option, be it that he's uh, number 19 or 20, whatever I have him here, um, that uh, on my list, he's a very good option. And, and, and uh, in a Rex Ryan type of offense where – it's a conservative offense, run first and take limited limited um, shots down the field. Um, Charles Clay is going to be a uh, big option for Tyrod Taylor, but he's only he's not a he's not a tight end one, and, and he's a either bye week fill-in or a backup at best. Uh, let's move on to uh, um, now. I know I know my man here is going to be one of talking about this guy. Um, I expect this guy, unfortunately, and I, I read some troubling news about this guy, about the, the possibility that the Steelers may cut him because he's maybe dealing with um, um, concussion issues. Um, Mike Tomlin said that, no, that's not the issue. He's still, he's still dealing with um, uh, ankle, uh, from ankle surgery he had earlier in the year. The guy's got a ton of ability, um, was limited for, for a reason. In the uh, uh, um, Chargers, because they had a, he, they had a Hall of Fame tight end um, that um, he couldn't get past, and, and was a f- uh, favorite target for Philip Rivers. Um, so you definitely weren't going to get past that. Uh, and then he had to move on, and he moved on to the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm talking about Ladarius Green, six six two forty. Got it. He's got a he's a hell of a talent. Um, I'm just hoping he gets healthy and stays healthy because uh, uh, Ben Roethlisberger needs him in the worst way. And I got the Steelers fan to talk to me about him. Tell me about him, my man. Yeah, uh, I was looking forward to uh, Ladarius Green playing uh, the Steelers. Uh, I thought he was uh, very underutilized out here in San Diego. Uh, But uh, like you said, when you have a Hall of Famer like uh, Antonio Gates, uh, you know, I mean, it, it's hard to get, uh, you know, a, a lot of uh, looks. Uh, and, and plus, uh, you know, I mean, the, the only reason why a lot of, he was in a lot of games was, well, the first four games, Antonio was suspended, I believe, or, uh, yeah, I believe he was suspended. Uh, and then, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I mean, he, he got he got very uh, limited uh, play up here, over here in San Diego. Uh, I was looking forward to him going uh, to the Steelers, uh, especially uh, with the retirement of Heath Miller. Uh, I thought he was uh, 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 out here in San Diego where they, they throw a lot just like they do in uh, uh, Steeler country. Uh, he, he had a better quarterback, I think, uh, this year with uh, Big Ben, so I was definitely looking for a lot of a, a lot of big things from him uh, considering the suspension of uh, uh, Bryant and uh, – 
uh, Bell for the first four games, so I, I thought he would uh, get a lot of a, a lot of looks, uh, and uh, I, I thought uh, you know uh, he would definitely help shore up uh, the blocking for Big Ben. So I was a little disappointed, uh, you know, when they were talking about uh, the concussion protocols, uh, the headaches, and uh, you know. Uh, Right now, like you said, I mean, you know, it, it, it's kind of a, an up-in-the-air thing about whether or not the Steelers are going to keep or cutting. Uh, you know, there's something about, uh, you know, disclosure. Uh, when uh, he was in San Diego, and, and uh, you know, I'm not sure whether, you know, that uh, what's going to be the repercussions that, uh, of that deal if uh, he did come over uh, with non-disclosure about uh, the headaches. Uh, but... Uh, I'm 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 excited uh, that he's a part of right now that he's a part of the team. I'm hoping that everything works out, and uh, we might be in a, a a little more of a hole uh, if we can't find a top flight for, uh, tight end because uh, yep. as everyone knows, uh, you know Big Ben uh, did depend on on Heath uh, as that safety oh, yeah. valve, and uh, you know Heath was also a very good uh, on. Uh, Yak yards after catch, so mm-hmm. uh, you know we, we're definitely going to miss that. And uh, you know, hopefully, Ladarius works out. And if he doesn't, uh, you know, I, I'm not sure where we're going to turn from there. Yeah, it's uh, yeah the the tight end position is a little thin at the Steelers. And I happen to be not because you're on here, but I happen to be a big um uh, uh, fan favorite of the um Steeler offense, Big Ben, um. Antonio Brown, um, D'Angelo Williams, and Le'Veon Bell, and uh, the other wide receivers, too. Um, I I just like the whole concept of how they do their offense. Um, Big big, uh, uh, fan favorite of those guys and and Todd Haley. Um, Had shaky start, but they've ironed it out, and uh, you can quite see what, what kind of production these guys are when, when they, they're clicking on all cylinders. All right, let's move on to uh, uh, number uh, 18, uh, 19, whatever. Uh, it, this guy took a pay cut. He took a pay cut. Um, he played in Cleveland for a while, and he was a big-time player in Cleveland, and Cleveland didn't want to sign him. And he moved on to Miami, and for whatever reason, um, either Tannehill didn't like him or d- couldn't find him, which is hard to, for me to fathom that when uh, most tight ends are in the middle of the field uh, for that specific reason to have the quarterback find him. Uh, Jordan Cameron uh, took the pay cut. Uh, and I think it's, it's, a, it's well, the smart thing to do. Unfortunately, I don't like anybody taking a pay cut, but um, I think he did to help try to help build his uh, value, value up uh, with uh, uh, the coming of um, Adam Gase as the head coach, who's a more of a who, who's a better offensive mind than the previous previous um, regime, which will try to use uh, um, um, Jordan Cameron. Uh, Gase came from Chicago, but before that he was with uh, Broncos, and the Broncos had Julia Thomas. And you see where that went with Julius Thomas. And then when, when with the Chicago, he had Martellus Bennett. Even though those two players have moved on to different teams, Adam Gase, when he was a coaching of the offense, um, 
had the quarterback use that tight end and 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 cause that tight end to get to go to greener pastures and get paid. Let me put it that way. So I'm thinking Jordan Cameron did a good move, even though he had to take a pay cut. He's got a offensive mind and a head coach that's going to be able to display his talents better uh, than the previous regime. So even though uh, I think Jordan Cameron has the capability of being higher on this list right now, I have him at number uh, uh, 19. And uh, I like Jordan Cameron to um, be a uh, tight end too. And uh, um, bi-week feeling. That's, that's about it. Let me move on to another guy. Um, and he's going to be competing for grabs with, with uh, um, um, oh, my God. I can't remember his name now. He's going to be competing with uh, – uh, um, reception with Jared Cook, who came from the Rams. I'm talking about Richard Rodgers um, of the Green Bay Packers. Jared Cook is a, a more athletic tight end, um, albeit Richard Rodgers may be uh, the better pass catcher of the two. Uh, Jared Cook has him on uh, uh, athleticism. But Richard Rodgers is the starting tar- tight end right now in that uh, Green Bay op- offense. Uh, he had uh, his best career. He's only been in, in the year um, in the uh, NFL for two two seasons. This he's going into his third, and he made a huge jump from um, 2014 to 2015, where he had 85 targets, 58 catches, 510 yards, and eight touchdowns. Now I don't foresee him getting eight touchdowns again, especially when we have uh, Jared Cook that's in the mix that can possibly take away. Um, Touch, touchdowns. Um, I see him getting about five touchdowns, which it's not a huge drop off, but it is a drop off. Um, about the same amount of yards and, and probably the same amount of receptions. Not a starting tight end. Getting getting there, getting there, but not yet a starting tight end in fantasy. Backup tight end, um, bye week filling, something like that, uh, and it's matchup based against a defense that is weak against a tight end. All right, let's move on to the uh, next guy I got on the list here. And, and this guy is an injury risk, uh, but I see if he's healthy, if he's healthy, this guy can be a, a very, especially when Calvin Johnson going, that means Matt Stafford's going to be passing the ball all over the field. There's not, he's not going to concentrate on one particular wide receiver in that offense because um, when you have a player like Calvin Johnson, uh, he needs to be fed the ball. Now you have Marvin Jones, you have Golden Tate, and you have the tight end, uh, as long as he's healthy, Eric Ebron. Um, You can't seem to stay healthy, but when he is healthy, he played 14 games last year, 13 games the year before. So uh, he he gets a little nicked up and he misses a few games. He had 70 targets last year, 47 receptions, 537 yards, and five touchdowns. I see that, I see that production going up for the simple reason, like I just stated. He's going to be spreading the ball around and see uh, uh, an option on the outside. He's going to throw to his tight end. 6'4", 250 pounds, very athletic, young, 23-year-old tight end 
and Eric Ebron, I can see him um, getting uh, uh, an uptick, especially if he if he stays healthier than he was in the last two seasons and plays um, uh, all the games rather than only 13 or 14, respectively. All right, let's move on to um, the next one I have in line, which would be the um, another guy coming off an injury, another guy that was a Pro Bowl player at one point, uh, had an extremely bad injury, um, and Victor Cruz t- taking him two years to come back from the same type of injury. I'm talking about Jimmy Graham. Um, and uh, he had a ruptured patella tendon, which is not – an easy injury to come back for. And, and most guys, when they come back for are really never the same. Um, and he's a, he's, he's not a, he's a, he's a tight end. Well, I should say hybrid tight end. Let me put it that way. Can't block a lick. Don't even ask him to block. He can't block a lick. Um, he's strictly a, a um, pass, pass catching tight end. And uh, uh, he's returned to practice. Um, Albeit, I would say probably on a um, limited basis. Uh, he's on track to start week one. Um, he wasn't used that much in Seattle as he was in the previous four years in 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 um, New Orleans. Now check this out. This, I mean, these are unheard numbers for a tight end. Staying going back from 2011, 149 targets. 99 catches, 1,300 yards, and 11 touchdowns. 2012, 135 targets, 85 receptions, 982 yards, and 9 touchdowns. 2013, 144 targets, 86 receptions, 1,215 yards, and 16 touchdowns. 16 touchdowns for a tight end. 2014, this is all in New Orleans, 125 uh, targets, 85 receptions, uh, dropped off, 889 yards, and uh, 10 touchdowns. Um, and then uh, New, Orleans, New Orleans wouldn't sign him, so he went to Seattle. And either he played 15 or 16 games from 2011 to 2014. 2015, quite naturally, uh, he only played 11 because he got that ruptured patella. 74 targets, 48 receptions. 605 yards and two touchdowns. You're not going to get Jimmy Graham of New Orleans. You're not going to get Jimmy Graham of New Orleans. That's not going to happen. Now, Seattle may throw the ball more because Marshawn Lynch is there, and they, may, they, don't, they possibly don't have the capable, capable running back to pick up the slack completely at Marshawn Lynch. So they may throw the ball more, but I don't see Jimmy Graham getting more than 60 receptions um, and no more than six to 700 yards and probably a, a half a dozen touchdowns. Which that, that brings them down to average level as a, as a tight end. Um, and for me, it's a wait and see because when somebody comes off a, a ruptured Rotella, Patella tendon, um, I, I'd be very skeptical of what he's going to look like when he comes back. All right, let's move on to another guy here. We got in uh, this guy emerged 
when uh, Martellus Bennett was in and out of the lineup, and uh, uh, and uh, he had a best year that of his of, of his short career. Talking about uh, uh, Zach Miller, first started with um, the Jaguars. Uh, now he's with Chicago. Now he's with uh, um, John Fox in a uh, run-based offense and a Jay Cutler that they don't want to take too many chances with. And, and uh, he had 34 catches, and 439 yards, and five touchdowns. Played in 11 games. Now you got to understand that he sat behind Martellus Bennett, excuse me, before uh, Bennett physically and mentally imploded last year. And then that's when he stepped up in the few weeks that he played. He he was a tight end one. Um, and like I said, he set career career highs across the board with the stats I just gave you. Um, so that's why I have him in a, in a 12 team league. He's just outside uh, uh, starter potential uh, in a 14 team league. You can grab him um, among other ones. You can grab uh, as your starting tight end. Cause I think he's going to be, one of the um, options that Jay Cutler is going to use like he used last year. And, and uh, this time he, he gets to play with him um, with, with a completely, with a complete year. Sorry about that. All right, let's move on to the next one. We got sitting up on here on the, on the board, uh, Mr. Reliable. When I say Mr. Reliable, that's exactly, I mean, this, this guy's the epitome of reliable been in, in the system for, um, since 2003, um, 13 years, he's going into his 13th season, 34-year-old. He turned 34 this past May. Um, he may have lost a step or two, but uh, Tony Romo, this is Tony Romo's BFF, on and off the field. Plain and simple, uh, plain and simple. When all else fails, throw to Jason Witten. That's what that's the philosophy. When all else fails, throw to Jason Witten. He's going to be there for me. 103 targets last year, 77 catches, 712 yards. Was lacking in touchdowns. He only had three touchdowns. Only three touchdowns. Where he's averaged over the last uh, um, five or six, five or six years, probably around a half a dozen touchdowns. Um, He's only had three touchdowns last year, which I, I see as long as Tony Romo is is uh, on the field, Jason Witten, uh, even if Tony Romo is not off the field. From what I saw in Dak Prescott, I don't know if people watched the game with um, um, the Cowboys played against the Rams, even though the Rams won it late. Dak Prescott was extremely impressive, and he played against the starting uh, defense of the Rams because he started a game. Tony Romo was not in that game. Uh, Jason Witten was in the game either. But I'm, what I'm saying is, uh, if 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 Tony Romo goes down, everybody was concerned. Uh, when are they going to grab another quarterback from somewhere? Well, I think they have one sitting there. Even though he's a rookie, even though it's the first preseason game, from what I saw in Zach uh, uh, Dak Prescott, uh, very poised, very accurate with his throws. Um, I can see them using Jason Witten uh, or having Jason Witten as a viable option. And Jason Witten, who hasn't missed a game except for the year 2003 when he first started, uh, how consistent can you be with that? Uh, So I think Jason Witten is a uh, definite guy that is going to be a 
uh, asset to anybody who, who's drafting in fantasy, and I wouldn't hesitate uh, to draft draft him late in in a in the fantasy draft. All right, let's move on to another guy here. Where are we at here? We're up to this guy here. All right, another t- another team that has questionable outside receiving options that probably going to use the uh, tight end more. And this guy is progressing. Is it, his his arrow is pointing up uh, in targets? He started in 2013 when he was drafted. He's only 25 years old. He had 56 targets, 36 receptions, 469 yards, and four touchdowns. Oddly enough, his targets have gone up, but his touchdown production has gone down. I, 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 I how you figure that? I, I don't know. Um, Everything has gone up except his touchdown production. And I'll name the next two years, and you'll see what I'm talking about. He scored four touchdowns the first year uh, of playing. 2014, he had 88 targets, 58 receptions, 702 yards, and three touchdowns. So his targets went up, his receptions went up, his yardage went up, but he only scored three touchdowns versus four in his previous year. Now, in 2015, you would think, now, okay, he, he, his yardage and his targets went up and his receptions went up. He should have scored more touchdowns. No way. Played 15 games, had 112 targets, 75 receptions, 853 yards, only two touchdowns. I, I, that That is an anomaly to me because the fact is you got that kind of production and you're he- trending up. In in all the categories, targets, receptions, yardage, and you go down and touchdowns. That that makes no sense to me. So I'm thinking they're going to use Zach Ertz, especially with uh, Doug Peterson being being a, a quarterback, and he comes from the Andy Andy uh, uh, Reed tree. I got to think that Andy Reed likes to get the tight end involved, and Zach Ertz is going to get involved in the offense because, in my opinion, there's limited options on the outside for the Philadelphia Eagles. And this is a very, excuse me, a very athletic tight end. And they're going to put him to use. I expect him to have a major role in the offense. All right. Uh, excuse, excuse me one minute. Yeah, go ahead. What are you going to do about the alligator arms in the red zone? <laughs> well, maybe that's why he's only got two touchdowns. Um you know, I, I would let me put it this way. I, I would have to think that with the changing of the offense um, and the uh, ph- philosophy that is different from Chip Kelly, that Zach Ertz would be in better positions not to have uh, uh, an opportunity to display those alligator arms uh, and be, be given uh, safer, safer opportunities to catch the ball, especially in a red zone. Um, I can only hope the best. He's an extremely talented uh, um, tight end. Uh, got a lot of ability. Uh, I think he's been, um, he, he's been used, but hasn't been used in the red zone. As as much as I, I thought he should be used, maybe it's because he's has alligator arms, 
maybe because of the philosophy philosophy of previous um, uh, regimes other than Doug Peterson. So it's all about the uh, opportunity. Um, His opportunities are trending, just as I displayed out there. His opportunities are trending because his uh, targets have gone up each year he's been in the league. And everything is going up except for his touchdown count. So I got to believe that um, if that's the case, that they're going to try to get him um, touches in the end zone, targets in the end zone. And uh, so I understand what you're saying. I, I know he gets a little shy. And I'm saying it um, mildly. He gets a little shy when 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 it, it, he goes over the middle, or it, it, he's got a possibility of taking a hit, um, a serious hit. And uh, he just, for most part, he's got to get over that. Or they're going to put him in a better situation to, so he doesn't have to deal with it. All right, let's move on to uh, um, this guy. This is another guy. This is another guy. Okay, high expectations coming from Denver extremely high expectations um get out of the shadow of playing in the denver and, and really uh want to display his athleticism in uh duval county in florida for the jacksonville jaguars and has it panned out or he's gotten nicked up and, and the last two last two seasons he's only played in 12 games um denver and Jacksonville. He's had a healthy amount of targets. Uh, 2014, he had 62. 2015, he had 80, which is in Jacksonville. And he's thrown the ball a lot because they were behind a lot. Um, but his reception count didn't go, didn't really, really reflect uh, the increase from Denver to Jacksonville. He had 43 receptions and 62 targets in the last year in Denver versus 46 receptions and 80 targets in um, Jacksonville with uh, uh, not much of a difference, uh, 489 versus 455 in yardage. and uh, But his touchdown count went from double digits in 2014 where um, Adam Gase was there, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and he had 12 touchdowns the last year in Denver. And he had five touchdowns um, in 12 games in 2015. Now, He's got Blake Bortles. Blake Bortles is probably going to take a, a, a step up in maturation as a quarterback. Uh, as long as uh, Julius Thomas can stay healthy, and that's the key, he has to stay healthy. Um, and he hasn't been healthy and played a whole 16-game season. For four years, he's been in the league. Most he's played is 14 games in, in 2013. Um, if he stays healthy, I see him getting um, more receptions, probably close to 60 range in receptions, um, probably close to 600 yards in, 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 in um, reception yards, and maybe not double digits, but um, seven to eight touchdowns. That's why I have him up my, in my uh, uh, top 11. Let me put it that way. He's in 11. Now, this guy, next guy here, uh, can, can I can, go ahead? Can, uh, Jump in there. Jump uh, right in. Go ahead. Uh, uh, w- with the acquisition of, of Chris Ivory, uh, mm-hmm. do you think that, do you think that, that maybe Jacksonville is going to rely a little bit more on the run this year, 
and perhaps he might be called upon to do a little bit more run blocking, and perhaps that might be a little high to put him since his duties might change a little bit? Well, I I, I understand what you're saying. Uh, um, I know that they they like to throw the ball around with Blake Bortles. Um, Yes, got Gus Bradley. Yes, he's a defensive-minded coach, and def- defensive-minded coaches have a tendency to be conservative and, and run the football. Uh, they got T.J. Yeldon there, and they got also Chris Ivory, who they brought in this year. Uh, they're going to try to run the ball more and be a little bit more physical, but I still think they're going to try to push the ball down the field, and I also think that even though they did a hell of a lot of um, uh, acquisitions on defense, that they're still going to be at times – playing from behind um, and they're going to be having to, to air the ball out or get the ball to their pass catchers and Julius Thomas being one of them. Uh, I still think that's five to 600 yards and, and, and about seven touchdowns. Uh, if he can score five touchdowns in 12 games, I think he can get uh, um, out of four games. I think he can get uh, at least two more. So that I don't think that's too far out of the realm. Um, and, and I think they want to use all their assets as much as they can. And Julius Thomas, a guy that they're paying some big money in a tight end position, they want to be able to use him. So uh, you, you have a point. You have a point because the fact is that they, they do want, like I said, they want to be physical, run the football, and play defense. But I still think they, they want to take shots, uh, whether it's with the tight end or with their with – their, Ultra talented um, wide receivers that they had. All right, let's move on to this. The only reason I was saying that is because Chris Ivory is going. I think he's going to be a big part of that passing game down. Chris Ivory. Yeah. Okay. What he he does have good hands coming out of the backfield. Yeah, he's 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 a he's a load. He's a beast, man. Uh, Nope, nope. You you see him coming down the field. Guys make career decisions, Uh, business decisions. (laughs) business decisions whether they want to tackle him or not because uh he 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 likes to punish people um that are trying to tackle him so uh let's move on to uh um the elite guys here I wouldn't say elite but these guys um either quarterback uh the quarterback the BFF for them or they they have uh very good quarterbacks that like to get the ball to the tight end who are very talented this guy's got big upside um, he's the only he's the, there was two two guys into the ring and one guy left standing and he's the one left standing. Kobe Fleener, Fleener has moved on to the New Orleans Saints. Dwayne Allen is still there. Dwayne Allen, in my opinion, was the better of the two tight ends. That's why they let told Kobe Fleener go. Reason being, Dwayne Allen can do it do it all. He can block. He can catch the ball. He, he's a he's a uh, he's he, he's a complete tight end. He's a complete tight end, and, and that's why I like Dwayne Allen at my number 10 position. Andrew Luck likes throwing to, to, to his tight end. Um, at, most of the time it was with uh, Kobe Fleener because they quite naturally had that Stanford connection. But uh, uh, Dwayne Allen um, suffered last year uh, because of um, he was out four games. He only played 12 games in the last two seasons. Uh, when he was, when he uh, Andrew Luck was in there in a consistent basis, which is in 2014, 
He had 50 targets, 29 receptions, 395 yards, and eight touchdowns. He's a nice red zone target, uh, 6'4", 255, nice target to, to, to hit um, in the red zone, and they'll use him effectively. And as long as Andrew Luck uh, is, is uh, back to his old ways, uh, even if he's not, I think that because the, he's the only tight end up, um, still left there with any kind of outstanding ability that Dwayne Allen is going to pick up the slack and get a lot more receptions. So I'm thinking that he's going to get in, in the neighborhood about 60 receptions, um, getting about close to 700 yards and probably get a half a dozen touchdowns uh, for the simple reason there's no more Kobe Fleener. He's the last man standing in the tight end position. All right, let's move on to the next guy I got sitting up here. This guy, I fell in love with this guy two seasons ago. I told you people about this guy uh, last year, and he did not disappoint me. Uh, And I always say, young quarterback, rookie quarterback, best friend for a rookie quarterback is a tight end. And this guy, since he's been in Tennessee, has been a beast, a beast, trending up. 2013, uh, 86 targets, 60 receptions, 571 yards, six touchdowns. 2014, 106 targets, 63 catches, 890 yards, only four touchdowns. 2015, that's when Marcus Mariota came into the Tennessee Titans. 133 targets, 94 receptions, over 1,000 yards, and six touchdowns. Delaney Walker is a beast, beast. I told you guys about him last year, and hopefully you benefited from that because uh, he showed out, obviously, I just showed you the numbers, that uh, uh, they had a hell of a connection. And the fact is they're limited in the uh, wide receiver position in um, Tennessee. Now, I know they got some big boys in in, Henry – and um, uh, Murray in a running back position where each one of those guys ran for over 70 yards last night, and it's, each one of them scored a touchdown last night, and the um, coach is going to want to run the football. Another defensive-minded coach, another coach that wants to play smash mouth and be conservative. So when you're conservative, you may not use your um, wide receivers that much, but you use your backs and your tight end. And when you have an athletic tight end like Delaney Walker, you're going to use him, in, and Marcus Mariota always used him as a bailout or a focus of the offense. I think he led the team in targets last year, if I'm not mistaken, and quite naturally in receptions. So, and I don't think it, that's, that's going to change. Um, so he, he's a definitely um, a guy that you want to pick up uh, if, if he's available when it's t- your time and opportunity to pick up a tight end. Next guy I'm talking about here is uh, um, he's an injury risk. But when, when he's in there, big-time production from this guy. Um, and I, I, I see that Andy Dalton is going to be using this guy. No more Marvin Jones. No more Muhammad Sanu. You got a young Tyler Boyd sitting there as a, uh, um, a wide receiver. And you got A.J. Green. Um, Tyler Eifert may not start the season. Um he may not play the first game or two or whatever in the season, but uh, when he does play, uh, 
He played 13 games last year, only one game the year before that in 2014, and 15 games in 2013. And this year, uh, I know I got him high uh, within the top 10. I know that. But when he's out there, he's going to be one of the main targets of Andy Dalton last year. Now, check this out. Now, he may not do this this year, but the point – you'll see that when I, when I give you the stats here um, – what I think this guy, why I got him so high. Last year, he only played in 13 games. 74 targets, 52 receptions, 615 yards, and he played in 13 games. That's as many touchdowns he scored. 13 touchdowns. Now, I don't see him scoring 13 touchdowns, uh, but I do see him scoring at least a, 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 a half a dozen and putting up the same respectable numbers in a tight end position, about 60 catches, about close to 600 yards, 700 yards, somewhere around there. Now, this is a guy in the AFC North it, that they go up against the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers two times a year. Talk to me, my man, Tyler Eifert. Uh Unfortunately, the only, thing, the only bad thing I can say about Tyler Eifert is that he plays for Cincinnati. Uh, like you said, uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, like uh, like you said, uh, you know, this guy uh, when he's on the field, uh, I, I think uh, other than AJ Green, I, I think he's one of Andy Dalton's favorite targets for a very yep. good reason. Uh, yep. He uh, he he displays toughness. Uh, he's not afraid to catch the ball in the crowd. Uh, he doesn't mind uh, physical contact and. Uh, you know, uh, I hate to say it, uh, you know, but uh, I, I've, uh, as far as fantasy teams are concerned, uh, whenever I can't get Gronk, uh, he's one of the guys that I look for. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, let's, let's move on to this guy here. I told you he moved on from uh, Indianapolis. He went from Andrew Luck, and he fell into passing heaven in New Orleans to Drew Brees. Uh, Kobe Fleener. The last three years he was in uh, Indianapolis, played 16 games and had no less than 84 targets and no less than 52 receptions. And out of those uh, uh, three years, he last three years he played, he had no less than 491 yards um, in uh, re- reception yardage. Uh, 2013, he scored four touchdowns. 2014, eight touchdowns. 2015, he scored three touchdowns. So even though um, he got the most targets uh, other than Dwayne Brown, he didn't score the uh, the most touchdowns. Dwayne Brown did. I see him in New Orleans. Now, like I said, Ben Watson was in New Orleans, and Ben Watson had a career year in New Orleans. At 33 years old, Kobe Fleener is 27, more athletic than Ben Watson, not not a, not at all a great blocker at all, um, but I see him getting between 60 and 70 receptions, uh, over 700 yards, and a half a dozen uh, touchdown receptions in New Orleans, and, and uh, Drew Brees and the Sean Payton offense like to get the tight end involved, Jimmy Graham. Ben Watson, now Kobe Fleener, athletic tight ends. Um, Ben Watson's not even as athletic as Jimmy Graham and Kobe Fleener. 
and he 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 had a career year. So what, what do you think Kobe Flynn is going to have? Big time play, a big time move for uh, Kobe Flynn to go to New Orleans and for New Orleans to acquire him. Um, I like him a lot. All right, this guy has been around the league for a little bit. Um, never really uh, showed too much. Uh, was uh, let me put it this way. Up until last year, and is that an anomaly or is that going to be the status quo for this guy right now? Talking about Gary Barnage from Cleveland. Um, he was in Carolina for four years. Uh, never had more than 21 targets or 12 receptions when he was with the Carolina Panthers. Moved on 2013. In Cleveland, he had 18 targets and 13 receptions. 2014, he had 25 targets and 13 receptions. No touchdowns in 2014. And all of a sudden, um, with with a uh, combination of Johnny Football, Josh McGowan, and whoever else was playing the quarterback position, um, Gary Barnage played 16 games, 125 targets, 79 receptions, over 1,000 yards, and nine touchdowns. Now, is that because he finally found himself? Is that because somebody decided to finally use him um, and, and found a use for him uh, and they, they, they knew he was a viable option? Or is, is that because um, the receiving uh, uh, core in, in Cleveland was very poor and he was the best option? Um, this is another AFC North team. Cleveland Browns, uh, another rival of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Talk to me, my friend. Um, The reason for Gary Barnage's uh, rise last year uh, was because they had no Josh Gordon. Um, Naturally, uh, you know, the Cleveland Clowns, uh, excuse me, uh, Clowns, uh, I mean, uh, Cleveland, you know, I mean, they 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 they've uh, made a, a lot of a lot of good changes. Uh, I love Hugh Jackson, uh, you yeah. know, uh, I, I, uh, you know, and and I'm I'm not just saying that because he's an Afro American coach. No, but, I understand. Uh, I understand. I, that. I, I, I'm I'm referring to his record, uh, you know, uh, and, and not only that, but uh, you know, I mean, uh, I think he has a lot of potential. I look upon him uh, as being one of the uh, up and coming uh, and, and future elite coaches in, in the NFL. But, I agree. You know, <laughs> but once again, uh, you know, playing, uh, being in Cleveland, uh, I think uh, you know his numbers will go down this year. Uh, I think uh, when Josh Gordon comes back, as you as you know, uh, you know, uh, RG three loves to throw that deep ball, uh, yep. uh, and uh, you know, I mean, and to be quite frankly, that's his best throw is the deep ball. So yep. uh, that that being said, uh, you know, uh, I think uh, his number of receptions are going to go down. Uh, I think uh, that uh, even in a huge accident. Jackson offense, uh, you know, knowing RG3, I'm not sure uh, uh, with Cleveland playing from behind, uh, at least in, in my opinion, most of, of the time, uh, they're going to depend on uh, 
are these three instincts. Uh, not saying that they want to, but I just think that uh, this first year uh, between RG3 and uh, uh, Hugh Jackson, this this is going to be somewhat of a, of a uh, uh, I, I, I don't know what this year. If RG, I think this is this is a year where. Uh, uh, I don't really want to say boom or bust because he's in Cleveland and he's in the AFC North, where I still think they're going to come in last. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, but uh, I, I just think there's going to be a lot of uh, uh, pressure on RG three to to perform. Uh, you know, and, and I'm not saying that that the Cleveland has to all of a sudden become an eight and eight team or something like that. But I think they have to win at least, uh, I would say, five games this year. Uh, in order for them to consider their season a success. And uh, I, I just think Barnes's uh, production is going to go down uh, due to the fact that they, that they are going to be playing from behind and uh, they're going to be depending on Josh Gordon and RG3's big arm. Okay. All right, let's move on to another guy. This guy is a bona fide Hall of Famer, no doubt about it. Old man, 36 years old. Uh, been doing it for forever. Let me put it that way. Um, he only played 11 games last year. 85 targets, 56 receptions, 630 yards, and he had five touchdowns. Um, he's going to get the same amount of work, if not more. He's, he's Philip Rivers' go-to guy, without a doubt. They like to throw the ball in San Diego, and they like to throw to Antonio Gates. And I can't see any Tony, Antonio Gates – numbers slipping at all and i'd see him getting about 70 catches uh 800 yards and about uh half a dozen touchdowns and it could easily go up from there uh because of the way uh, and the rapport they have being philip rivers and antonio gates um hall of famer without a doubt in my opinion uh first eligibility uh he gets into the hall AFC West guy, I think you want to talk about AFC West, AFC, AFC North. Talk to me. Uh, no, Antonio Gates, uh, you know, gentleman personified. Uh, I, I, you know, I, like you said, uh, Philip Rivers' favorite target. Uh, the only thing that uh, the only bad thing that I have to to say about Antonio Gates is stay out of Joey Bosa's pocket. And uh, you know, <laughs> wow, that, yeah. You know, other than that, you know, play football, there's nothing you can say about him uh, bad as a football player. Uh, blocker, you know, good blocker, all-around player. Uh, you know, the only the only knocks that you have on him is, uh, you know, uh, is, 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 he is injury-prone. Uh, mm-hmm. And that's, you know, I mean, hey, he, he's 30-something, like you said, 36 years of age. So, you know, uh, still playing uh, – uh, uh, at, at a high level, uh, as far as I'm concerned, uh, you know, uh, both him and Tony Gonzalez are first-round ballots or Hall of Famers. Yep, yep. All right, let's move on to this guy. You know, he this, this guy, he fell into the right spot when he went to um, this team. He the, This is probably the check-down quarterback of the NFL. Captain check-down, I call him. Um, I'm talking about Alex Smith, who doesn't make a lot of mistakes um, because he likes to throw the ball short. Doesn't like to take a lot of shots down the field, even though that he did um, on a 
was surprisingly uh, more often than I thought he would when he acquired Jeremy Macklin uh, um, in in the Kansas City offense. But Travis Kelsey is a beast. Since he's been on the team, he's been a beast. 2014, 87 targets, 67 receptions, 862 yards, five five touchdowns. 2015, played another 16 games, 103 targets, 72 receptions, another 875 yards, and matched what he did in 2014 in touchdowns, five touchdowns. So what do you think Travis Kelsey is going to do? About 70 receptions, 800 and something yards, and about a half a dozen touchdowns. Model of consistency, this is a guy that is a – Serious, a beast of uh, of a tight end to deal with, and uh, uh, I can't see him changing his uh, stripes. Uh, I think he's going to do the same thing in 2016. That's why I got him number four. Um, what do you think about that? He's AFC West guy. What do you think about Travis Kelsey? Uh, I definitely agree with everything that you said uh, about Travis Kelsey. Uh, as a matter of fact. Uh, uh, you have him ranked number four, and as far as fantasy is concerned, uh, I think I have him ranked number three uh, okay. behind uh, Gronk. Uh, 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 excuse me, uh, 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 Eford, uh, and then uh, uh, Kelsius. and, and that, that's just as far as, like you said, uh, you know, I, I'm kind of with you about uh, you know Captain Checkdown. So, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, I, but I do love uh, Kelsey in this defense, uh, in this offense, and uh, he has become a, a favorite target of uh, uh, Alex Smith, uh, other than Macklin, and uh, you know Andy Reid is going to use him as necessary. So I definitely see him as a number four. Okay, let's move to this guy. Th- th- talking about consistency, this 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 is mad numbers for a tight end. Um, he's been in the league. Uh, he's 31 years old. He's been in the league since what? 2007. The last four years have been crazy years. Ever since he came from Chicago, I don't know what Chicago was thinking when they got rid of him, uh, because 2012, 104 yards. I mean, excuse me, 104 targets, 69 receptions, 843 yards. Five touchdowns. 2012, excuse me, 2013, 109 targets, 73 receptions, 816 yards, six touchdowns. 2014, 123 targets, 84 receptions, over 1,000 yards, and six touchdowns. And last year, uh, 2015, 124 targets, 77 receptions, over 1,100 yards and seven touchdowns. Talking about being an absolute beast. And guess what, people? He hasn't missed a game since 2008. 16 games, eight, nine seasons, eight seasons, or seven seasons, whatever you want, eight seasons, and he hasn't missed a game. 16 games. I'm talking about Greg Olson. I, I, I absolutely – this guy, I don't think he get, does he get the respect or whatever – but I got him number three because for a reason. He is he he is uh, um, even when even when Calvin Benjamin was playing in 2014, Calvin Benjamin was a rookie in 2014. Greg Olson still was uh, uh, 
had over 120 targets in 80 receptions. So Greg Olson is back. I mean, uh, uh, Calvin Benjamin is back. Greg Olson is still going to be getting those targets because he's such a viable option in the offense. Um, and I, 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 I can't think of uh, uh, any reason why I would have had him number three. Now, this other guy is another athletic tight end. Been in, the year, been in the league three years, has not played a full season. Most games he's played last year was 14 games. 2013 played nine games. 2014 played 11 games. 2015 played 14 games. But his targets have gone up. His receptions have gone up. His yardage has gone up. And quite naturally, his touchdowns have gone up. I shouldn't say quite naturally. Uh, but targets, 59 in 2013. 2014, 65. 2015, 114 receptions. 2013, 45. 2014, 50. 2015, 87. His yardage, 499 in 2013, 465 in 2014, and doubled, doubled it, 952 yards in 2015. Touchdowns, he had 11 touchdowns. I didn't realize he had, he had that many touchdowns. 11 touchdowns last year. Kurt Cousins, another Mr. Checkdown, doesn't have a big arm, but he has a, a big-time tight end in Jordan Reed, who's extremely athletic, but is extremely fragile. Um, but when he's out there, he's a beast to deal with because he, he's too, too, too big for a DB, too big for really for a uh, safety, and, or, and quick to, for a safety, and definitely can't com- linebackers can't compete with him. Uh, so he, most of the time he's running free, and, and Kirk Cousin likes to check down to him a lot. So I have Jordan Reed number two, and quite naturally, uh, the, the number one guy. Um, I shouldn't have to say it, but uh, the beast of a man who can block, who can who 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 who's got big time speed for a, a six six two hundred sixty five guy, two hundred sixty five pound guy, only twenty seven years old, and uh, he's another guy that has to stay healthy. He played fifteen games in the last two seasons. Um, but he's got to stay healthy. Uh, I'm talking about Gronk. The Gronk. What can I tell you? He, he, he's the number one guy. Still the number one guy. And, and still a, a, a matchup nightmare for anybody who go against the uh, New England Patriots. And Tom Brady's favorite target um, ever since he arrived on the scene. All right, my man. You got any other thoughts before we get out of here? No, uh, you know, uh, I definitely, uh, like you said about Gronk, uh, you know, I, I think, uh, you know, uh, he's always going to be number one. He's Tom Brady's favorite target. But, uh, you know, it, it's uh, uh, now that uh, they have Martellus Bennett, uh, you know, I'm looking for them to do uh, a, a lot of good things. I think, uh, you know, uh, people are talking about Jimmy G, but, uh, you know, I, I really think uh, – uh, Garoppolo's arm, uh, strength, and, uh, you know, I'm looking for him to go at least, uh, I, I, optimistically, I would say three and one, but realistically, I would say two and two. Uh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, a great evaluation on the tight end, my man. Always good uh, listening to you, and, uh, you know, uh, I, I will be around to support you as much as I can. Thank you uh, I- for all the uh, insights. Appreciate it. 
All right, my man. It's good talking to you as always. Enjoy the rest of your day. It's hot as hell on the East Coast here. Uh, I don't know how it is in Southern California, but it's hot as hell here. Um, the, uh, you enjoy the, enjoy the rest of your weekend. And uh, people, tune in next week where I'll, uh, I'll end my analysis of the fantasy, fantasy positions with the running backs. My favorite position, running backs. I got some surprises. Got some surprises. And uh, you, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, you come on, you can check it out and see what my surprises may be. Um, with that being said, uh, we're out.